Hey everybody, uh, my name is Ben and we're coming to you from Burlington, Vermont and it's early on a Monday so um, early. my brain is moving at the speed of snail. Um, <laughs> this is Aaron, Hello. who is also a pastor here in Burlington with me, New King Church and then Pastor Michael as well is with us. He's joining us from, uh, where are you in again, Seattle or? I am uh, I'm just a few feet away from you, just, oh, sitting you at my oh, desk. He's right over there. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to teach these newbies to podcasting and video how to do this. So, yeah. So why don't we uh, why don't we get down to business? Uh, we're gonna start this weekly conversation about the sermon that we preach every week, um, just to have another uh, another forum to talk about and discuss. We'd love your comments and thoughts and feedback for the audience. But yeah, Ben, why don't you take it away? You preach the sermon, so why don't you start us off? Yeah, so we um, we talked about the power of our words, and we looked at a passage in James three verses one through twelve, and uh, and and just considered the um, obviously James talks a lot in that passage if you've ever read it about the destructive power of the tongue, um, but we we talked about the fact that our tongues also have great potential for good. Um, that, that our tongues are disproportionately powerful. Uh, we talked about the fact that our, our tongues have a directional, a, a directive power over the lives of the people that we are speaking to, and even over our own lives, the way that we, that we preach to ourselves or speak to ourselves. Um, what was my third point? Were you, were you listening? Uh, yeah, I wrote it down, actually. Uh, and our tongues Did you just say your two points? Are, I wasn't even listening just now. How this I is the memory. <laughs> This is the memory of a pastor. Yeah. Um, Once we preach the sermon, it's gone. Contained by God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah, like yeah, your yeah. most important point. It was definitely the most important <laughs> point, but it's still early. I didn't get your first point, though. What was it? Submit our tongues to God. What was it? How do you know that my third is <laughs> most important if you didn't get the first? It took a while for me to start listening. I was like, <laughs> I was like, is this sermon going to be worth listening, or do I need to write my own thing? Were you distracted by an, any particular person in the room, Aaron? Is no, that why? She, she was in a kids' room show that would not have been. Oh, I didn't mean not making the assumption of the girl. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But oh, yeah. serving, she was serving the she Lord. Serving. She, she who will not be named. Mm -hmm. All right. My so, so the point, my first so, point was okay. our tongues are disproportionately powerful. Like James compares the, the way that a, a small bit can control the body of an entire horse, and a small rudder can control a ship. So our tongues, so our tongues, though small, boast of great things. That's good. That's genius. Yeah, James. <laughs> yeah. So Aaron, where are your, your thoughts or kind of um, personal impact from, from the sermon? Since you were in there, I was with the, the older kids yesterday. So what, oh, what were your you, thoughts? No wonder I got the front seat on the right side of the, mm. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, no. Bring, bring something good. Bring something good. I don't know if I have anything great, but uh, mm. I mean, it wasn't that impactful of a sermon. Yeah, my problem. Mm. Uh, no, no, actually, actually was, uh, you know, actually, <laughs> yeah. I, I, actually, I heard, actually got yeah. a little something <laughs> a little out of this one. The rumors were oh the the rumors were Aaron's about to preach a second sermon because he was yeah, so impacted after that first sermon. Did you really hear that? Because that actually happened. No, because that's every week. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I, I got like I fell into it. <laughs> um, anyway, it's just too easy. It's like just one, too easy. He comes up in the giving talk and he folds this thing up. Yeah, and yes. goes, <gasps> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So what are we talking about? Here? Oh yeah, so impact on me. Yeah, I was. Um, <laughs> I guess I, I'm just like I've been thinking a lot lately about um, just being challenged in my purity and in my. Um, I don't know, just in, in in pursuing Christ in a way that kind of goes beyond the standard of our culture nowadays, you know, in every way. And so with the tongue, I was like, oh, man, there's another thing that like I probably um, I probably doing things that are OK by our standard right now. But like, you know, if I was with like like some deep, deep Christians, you know, a thousand years he, ago. Oh, OK. Not okay. You guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't worry Jeez. we're all on the same level nowadays Ugh. yeah don't worry so if i was with if, I, if i ever hung out with any deep christians <laughs> what would they say <laughs> <laughs> but you know like like one thing is um i don't know I, I i'm used to the kjv so the kjv says course jesting as mm. something i, I, I have no idea what's like yeah. Aaron's oh. the only millennial in the world. KJV. <laughs> Course jesting. Yes, I grew up in an independent Baptist church where KJV was uh, used very much. So that's what I grew up on. Ah. But um, yeah, Course jesting, it's like, you know, what you guys do all the time, you know? <laughs> you know just, I had a nickel for every time I was rebuked for Course jesting. Stop Course jesting, young oh, man. <laughs> yeah, anyway. But yeah, you know, like uh, go, going too far with the joke, like how you talked about it in the sermon, right? Mm -hmm. Which when I, when you said that I was like oh I do that, mm. and um, and so anyway just I mean that's one example going too far with a joke which is like I feel like I find it's hard to find that balance like mm -hmm. did I go too far yeah. probably but it was fun. like having sanctified <laughs> humor yeah right? like yeah like humor right. is from the Lord it's a gift from God yeah. right and but having that sanctified and mm. so that I was thinking about this too like making making more of my humor self-deprecating and not like cutting somebody else yes. down you know yes michael you can learn from but that, that. But that. <laughs> <laughs> he's like but, but that but one wait. really convicted michael yeah michael. yeah i'm glad aaron and uh you, you like to point that out in other people a little exhortation you know yeah anyway. <laughs> yeah that's great were you, were you about to say something no i um the i think from a practical perspective there's three thoughts i have about about the tongue about them using words there's your actual literal words there's your tone yeah and then there's what your intention is right right so if you would look at the if everything is a triangle or has a tri tri per, tri perspective or tri usage of it those seems to be the three the three things people have is the words the tone and what you're actually trying to say and that controls everything and that controls everything and oftentimes um i use tone especially with my kids because uh, i could be saying something very stern but if i didn't say it in a stern way or in a certain tone they wouldn't they wouldn't realize that i was upset or that it was serious so i'm just trying to think of like practical examples for people's lives that what can they work on and we we tend to be weak in one of those three Right, it's the words we choose, the meaning we're actually trying to get out of those those words, and then the tone we have. We're trying yeah. to 
we have to work on one of those or maybe a multiple multiple of those three but generally it's one of those and tone is mine tone is like my weakness i think a generational issue right now with the tongue is um passive aggression because i think nobody i mean we are a non-confrontational culture and so we but we still get frustrated and we still want to get our point across so the so the solution that we've come to is passive aggression and uh, we don't want to we don't want to have any uncomfortable you know confrontational conversations and so we resorted to passive aggression usually in the form of a text or an email or something like that because mm-hmm. even even being passive ag- aggressive in person would be too uncomfortable um and so that's something that i'm you know i'm guilty of i think i see that happen most frequently in my conversations with my wife um where i'll not want to i'll not want to be guilty of like actually criticizing you you just text her is that what you do I don't want to be guilty of actually criticizing something she's doing, and so I'll say something that's passive aggressive. Yeah. And yeah. she's and, and I love Tiffany because she'll she'll totally call me out on it. You know, she won't just <laughs> How like. How does she call take, you out on? Um, How does she do that? Because I just by I, saying I don't call out. just by saying like <laughs> just by saying so clearly you're unhappy with this. Oh, okay. Or clearly you don't yeah. you don't think that I'm doing this. Right, right, right. As I should be doing it, um, and she so she's not like returning it with aggression. She's just like right. brings it into the light the way that it ought to have been in the first place. Yeah. So and I think that's the solution to passive aggression is um, just actually replying to the person with a gentle question that gets at the heart of what they're really wanting to communicate anyway, and make and forces a conversation around it instead. Of, the thing about passive aggressive comments is it's there's no desire there for any conversation right it's just we just want right. to say something that has a little jab underneath it and then walk away it's like yeah. the little yeah you know <laughs> punch in the face and then yeah it, it, it it's honestly it's a coward's way to communicate yeah if we're honest with ourselves yeah yeah it's mm-hmm. a coward's way because we don't have the courage to be direct and to say what we really mean yeah. And we don't want to be caught with right. you meant to say this. Yeah. Because we're like, we didn't, I didn't say that. Like you, yeah. you have this you have this possibility of an yeah, out or a defense. Yeah, if you if you cloak it right, you, you can always deny oh, that's not what I meant. You know. Mm-hmm. Except for with someone like Tiffany who knows me yeah. so well. There's no denying it. It's like ah, you know me better than I do. I didn't even realize I was being passive aggressive until you said that. <laughs> Yeah. Shannon Shannon knows me so well that I don't even have to say anything. She'll immediately if she knows I'm going to say something, she'll immediately say, "Hey, I know what you're thinking. What? Don't say Dang. it." Whoa. And she's right like 95% of the time. <laughs> That's nuts. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, you typically do give visual cues with your face. You're always like give this look <laughs> I, I could probably say that <laughs> i just have asian eyes that's that's not a visual cue that's literally my physical features aaron uh, <laughs> uh you know i i used to honestly not get like passive aggressive remarks like i i'm such a i grew up like a very blunt 
direct communication house, which was, you know, the opposite end of this, what we're talking about. Like, it was a different kind of, you know, things to deal with. But, uh, like, growing up, I just did not understand. If someone was making a passive-aggressive remark to me or something very subtle, I would just knock it. I'd be like, okay, what are you saying? <laughs> like, were you saying something? Or that – I just would imagine they weren't actually saying something. You know? And I, I wouldn't know how to – how frustrating yeah. for the person trying to yeah <laughs> they're like that that didn't land. That didn't well that's land. what that's what happens when you try to do that with your kids because the kid your yeah. kids aren't you, you you're not trained in um, um sarcasm yeah. and passive aggressive comments as a child so you take everything so literal yes so yeah. i try this and you know my oldest is 11 aiden's 11 and he still doesn't get it and i'm like oh I can't even enjoy this. Yeah. There's no way for me to be a coward parent right now. Yeah. I actually yeah. have to yeah. be an honest parent and have a real conversation about yeah. something. Um, but then we get sophisticated as adults, like you said. You know, it's it's uh, it allows us to be where we try to be cowards with one another, and we're really hiding either intention mm -hmm. or we're hiding the tone we want to use. Yeah, we really want to use a certain tone. Um, but we're too afraid to because we know the reaction will be negative. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's it. So, so what do you guys think is a way to actually work on those things outside of? Well, I mean, what's practical way to work on it outside yeah. of pure grit? Yeah. And then what's the kind of what's the inward work that has to happen to work on it? Oh, here's a really practical thing that that I've thought about is before you text someone something ask yourself is this something i should have an actual conversation with them about am i am i texting because of fear because i don't want because i don't want to actually face them and have a conversation with them about that's like half my text with you ben okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but i think that that's really you know like am i am i just sending this text because i don't want because I want to take the easy way out and not have this conversation. And I think that's another generational thing. It's like we have these easy outs. I can, I can send a text really easily, not get into a conversation. But the problem with text, I mean, you can't hear tone. So if, so if you were to be gentle in your tone, a text has – I always hear a text as harsh. True. You know, somebody could be actually on the other end with yeah. a really gentle spirit That's... behind it, but I'm going to hear it in a harsh tone. Yeah. I'm going to assume the worst, <laughs> I guess, you know. Some of the worst miscommunications mm -hmm. that happen are from text or email. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That, and that's actually – that's another probably a, 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 the the what you can work on when you're, not, when you're not the giver of words, but when you're the receiver of words. There's actually work you can do there, right? Yes. Yeah. So in regards to email or text, yeah. the default position I take in order to work on my own insecurities, my own sensitivities, is to assume the, the best intention. Yeah. Because what that does is – and just like we, we, we talked about with our kids, it removes the power of sarcasm, and yeah. it removes the power of mean intention or ill intention out. Right. And it says to the person saying it, hey – I'm willing to believe the best in you. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to have a real conversation with you. It makes them feel I mean it's 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 key to friendship because <clears throat> without that we we suddenly have these walls that we build up and if I come to if I come to you and you and I you know 
want to talk to you about something serious and you reply with defensiveness then all of a sudden there's going to be this wall yeah. and it's like, like oh shoot well now i know i i there's these lines i can't cross in this relationship right yeah it's that that <clears throat> principle love believes all things yeah love mm. believes all things. yeah what's that in the king james love believeth all things at all times forevermore <laughs> <laughs> <My God. laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah no I, and w- one thing i i think of is um uh that i was thinking of in this sermon specifically was as a personal application uh was that like you know over the years as i've seen my repentance i i've seen myself take a lot of the venom out of my words in a way right like less uh being offensive but then not completing that repentance to have words seasoned with with the salt of grace Mm -hmm. you know and um and i think that that's like the real difference maker is um when your grace when your tongue is defined by grace not by hellfire you know that's when you're actually like having real communication Mm -hmm. real god glorifying uh loving communication and so so I was thinking, like, you know, I, I think I've done, I've kind of put myself into neutral, you know, like, okay, now I'm not going backwards anymore, but uh, but now I am kind of drifting backwards. Mm-hmm. Into, so I see that in my communication where um, it's kind of neutral, but by being neutral, it's it kind of lapses into negativity. And, mm-hmm. um, and so, like, okay, how can I change my communication to be more grace-giving, building up, mm-hmm. um, and I don't think that that means, um, you know, making my conversation be like all roses either. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean, um, you know, like never, because like like Philippians one, uh, Paul was talking about how he he wants them to grow in love, and that meant growing in knowledge and discernment so that they could see, prove <laughs> what was good. Right? So it doesn't mean like me just going along with you and just kind of like being this person who's like, oh, you're so great, always complimenting. You know, that, that I'm just yeah. becoming a flatterer. Right. You know, that that's not loving communication. Right. It's like I, I also can challenge you right. on things yeah. and in- but in a loving way. Yeah. In- I was thinking about that, too. Encourage <clears throat> one another every day as long as it is called today yeah. will sometimes look like correction. Yes. And rebuke. Mm-hmm. it's not always Absolutely. going to be and that is part of building people up in christ yeah. it's yes. not always going to be flattery yes type no, words. It, and that's exactly what the purpose of i think that's what helps us say okay is this a good communication the goal of it should be to build up right. in christ so like yeah. am i just flattering and ignoring their sin or something that they need to be challenged on right. and then that's not loving right yeah that's pretty countercultural. Yeah, because yeah. no one likes to hear. Yeah, that's, nobody likes to. They just assume it's not loving. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nobody wants to be <clears throat> told that they're wrong. I mean, that's part of our, our part of our cultural moment, right? Is that the worst sin is to say that someone else is wrong. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so that does away with all correction, with all rebuke, and um, which yeah does away <laughs> with biblical. Christian community. Well, that's great, guys. Any other thoughts to to close us out? Any closing thoughts? Closing thoughts. Hmm. No, I I think I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) How how do you work on that third point? Only God can tame the tongue. Mm. 
how do we work on that third point in our own lives? What are some practical ways in which, you know, metaphorically or spiritually, we can allow God to tame our tongue? What are things that, you know, we can, what are things that you practice or maybe you're going to start practicing because of yesterday's sermon um, that are practical? I think beginning with prayer, David prayed, set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Um, And so I think that's it. Like only God can tame the tongue. And, um, but yet we're still called to bridle the tongue. And so um, we are partnering with the Holy Spirit to bring our tongues under his control. So I think that begins with just prayer. Lord, use my tongue today to further your kingdom and to build people up in Christ, to give grace to those who hear. And doing that not only at the beginning of the day, but like going into every meeting, every conversation, trying to just, even in the middle of a conversation, Lord, give me the words that would be helpful to this person. I mean, there's a lot of ways we can help a person, but the 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 way that we tend to impact people most frequently is in conversation because we're doing it all day every day so i'm um, just praying asking god that's the first that's, that's the first and main thing that comes up for me any thoughts yeah. on that <clears throat> yeah and i and i think that that's absolutely what it is uh praying but I, and i think that that's that's going to be um those prayers are going to be powerful as we cultivate our faith in God and what he's able to do like yeah. you know, that because that, that's ultimately what's behind that idea God can yeah. he can change the tongue he has the supernatural ability to do something that could mm-hmm. not happen in your own yeah. ability mm-hmm. and so what I need to do is grow my faith in what God is able to do in me mm-hmm. and um and anyway and I just been yeah I've been seeing that in my life just growing in faith in what God's able to do. And make, that makes me cry out to him more to say, God, I know you're able to, all things yeah. are possible with you. Could you please do, you know, this. Um, but one thing, verse I heard recently that just really hit me was uh, um, Jude 24. Jude 24. Uh, now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling mm-hmm. and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with mm-hmm. great joy. Mm-hmm. And that just like, I was like, he's able to, he's yeah. able to pre- present me without, you know, he's able to keep me from stumbling and to present me before mm-hmm. the presence of God mm-hmm. and not just present me before the presence of God, but with great joy. Like mm-hmm. there's going to be great joy there, not fear, but mm-hmm. with great joy. So he's able to do that with my tongue and with every other part of my life. So that just growing that faith though, through seeing things like this and, yeah. and trusting God with what he's able to do. So yeah, I think I think that one practice that's maybe practical is and, and, and it's gonna be hard to do, but before every conversation you have, before every text message you send, before every email, which means you have to actually start slowing down, you actually ask God, how is are there words you want me to say that come from you through my mouth, through my fingers, through my typing, that can impact the life of this person? in this conversation is there something you want me to specifically say or i can say that would dramatically change the direction of this conversation or the tone of it or the power of my words if i if if we just took the time to say god do that through me in this little tiny interaction what what impact could we have maybe it means you actually have less words come out 
but each one so much more powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, Good. well, awesome, guys. This is great first conversation. Looking yeah. forward to more. Yeah, yeah. Fun, fun, fun. Cool. <laughs>